Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 370 of the MailRite Podcast. John has given me an extra special surprise treat today, which hopefully you all will enjoy as well. Today, we're going to talk about Google Local Guides and how you can work that into your real estate marketing strategy. This is something we've never spoken of before. I've seen a couple of people selling courses on the subject at this point. And I was telling John, I have I was actually part of the beta on this service. I go all the way back. I love the local guides feature, and I can easily extrapolate how I might see some value for you, the real estate agent. But before we dive deep, deep, deep down the Google rabbit hole today, John, for all those people that may not know who you are, will you do, do me a favor and introduce yourself to our audience? Oh, thanks, Rob. I'm the joint founder of Mail-Right. We build beautiful websites on WordPress, which you own, you don't lease. And then we provide a suite of digital add-on services um, to get you more quality leads. Back over to you, Rob. Beautiful. So for those of you who may not know, there is this cool little feature mm. that you've got that everybody who's got a Gmail account has that suggests that once you've hit a restaurant or you've gone out, and you've, you're like if you're using Google Maps to get places, Google Maps will, will say, hey, do you want to review this place you just visited? And most people don't even notice it or say no. But what should happen if you should say yes? Well, behind the scenes, John, do you remember when Google was doing something with a feature called Google Authors? It does trigger something in my memory banks, but my mag memory banks are getting a bit old, but it does. Okay. But, like, but like a lot of um, Google products and services, they come and go, do they not? They do. But here's a difference between this and every other service. So Google did something cool called Google Local Author Profiles. And what that was is that they attached value to the content that you were producing under your name using your Gmail and user behavior as metrics of how valuable the stuff was that you were posting. They mothballed it because it was connected strictly to Google+, yes. which is a service they also mothballed a few years later. But guess what? Just because they mothballed it doesn't mean that they actually got rid of it. Oftentimes with Google, it does mean that they're going to moth, like they're really going to mothbottle it. They get rid of it. Like Google Plus is gone, never to come back. But the pieces of the functionality that, that they liked, they kept. And they told us at the time, we are not done with Google Author Profile. For the moment, we are stopping collecting signals, but we intend to reintegrate the feature in the future. That was it. Total announcement. Announcement done. Well, they're using Google Author in the background of their local services uh, programming. Now, what that means is that they're paying attention to not only what you post, but what the quality of those posts are. And they're starting to measure how much value that you're providing to your local audience. And when you provide a relatively high amount of value, Every single time that you drop a review as a local services guide on any profile, anywhere in the Google ecosphere, you come up number one inside the reviews, meaning that it's pretty easy if you know what you're doing to get a few hundred thousand people 
to be introduced to you personally. It is through the local services guide feature. But not only that, check out this bomb, diggity, bomb, bomb piece of information. I strongly believe that Google is starting to once again collect data and understand who their valuable local service commentators are. And I would expect them to mix those signals into your Google My Business profile. I do not think they've done that yet. But I got three years out ahead of this because I I looked at it and said, God, it would make a lot of sense if they went back to the Google Mm. author profile on what their new Google Plus business service is, which is Google My Business. And God, if they follow, if they're true to their history, they're going to reactivate the stuff that they liked on Google Plus all here on Google My Business. And I think that's exactly what they're doing. John, you came up with this subject. I didn't tee it up to you. You decided you wanted to talk about it. Tell the audience, if you would, why did you, how did this get on your radar? Well, I was looking at some videos um, on the subject and it kind of, it's linked into, you know, I think two of the biggest trends in most of, in 2022 were that we were trying to communicate with people as one video utilise a lot more video. I think we've hammered away at that. And I think the other thing that we kind of regularly hammered away at was you should become what we, I think we jointly, I don't know which one of us came up with the term, but I think we both liked it, is that as a real estate agent, you should be trying to become the digital mayor right. of your town, city, area, or region right? The go-to person. Well, this seems very, it's um, a guerrilla marketing technique that won't take up too much time. You can do it on your phone when you're moving around. Right. Gives you more exposure and it's linked into this concept of the digital mayor that we have talked about. And the final thing, I've got a question. I don't think I don't think they're doing this entirely for what I'm going to ask you. I I think at best it's only a small percentage. Do you because they've had an ongoing? I don't know how to classify this. I wouldn't say problem, but it's flared up with Yelp. You know, I think Yelp has either attempted to sue Google or they've had a rocky relationship, haven't they, yet? An ongoing one. And it does seem to me, and I don't, I'll be interested to have your thoughts, it does seem Google, this is a kind of attempt to encroach or whatever terminology that you want to use on on what Yelp, the same. Yeah. Get out of my head, dude. You literally like, nobody's going to believe this. So John's talking about this. I did a video yesterday and I swear John and I did not compare notes. And the title of my video is the death of Yelp for realtors. As a matter of fact, I'm finding this so astounding that you would just immediately leap over to the thing. I, I just, you got to give me one second to just share my screen. I just want, I just want people to see that I'm really telling the absolute truth because I have the video up and I have like, I'm literally in the process of editing it, but look at the title. 
the death yeah. of Yelp for Realtors. And I was commenting on this because um, – and I'm going to stop presenting now. For, for those of you who are going to like catch our bonus notes, if you're interested, you can you, – we, we will post this to one or both of our websites in video form. But I will say this. I totally agree with that, that concept. Yelp should be like, like pushing back a bit. But you know what? The, where Yelp is going to lose every single time, which is where I pointed it to in my video, is that ultimately they can sue Google as much as they want about positioning, about Google competing with them, and Google is doing all those things. Make no mistake. But the reason they're doing them is because Yelp has done a terrible, terrible, yeah. terrible job at anything related to providing additional value with market dominance. They have mostly sold people ineffective marketing campaigns on with ineffective information. And that's what my video focuses on. Not so much like, yes, they're not getting positioned inside the Google algorithm. Google is going to be able to prove to any court that cares to listen to them that they don't make these choices, that it's an algorithm. Is the algorithm in favor of Google search? Sure. Why? Because Google is properly instructing their clients like that's us. That's everybody that has a Google profile. They're properly pointing us in the direction of creating something that's useful for the end user. They're saying, we need pictures. We need video. We need reviews. Here's how you do all that. They gamified it. They added gamification to it so that it's fun to do it. They're offering all sorts of other incentives for us to do it. Positioning, views, marketing advantage. So has Yelp done any of that? No. None. So they've just been outcompeted. And and if Yelp was a brand new company and Google was the big bad guy with a hammer and smacking them on the head, I would feel bad about them. But they're not. Yelp has had a, a commanding position for over like a decade now. And a, and a pretty crummy reputation at that as well with some, of their, with some of their business practices, haven't they? Mm -hmm. So whatever they get, I mean, I think that their their business reputation has earned it. They didn't stumble into this position. They've had dominance in the review space for many, many years. They have not leveraged that dominance very well. They are it is time for them to be gone, in my opinion. And I think that Google is is doing the right thing by creating a better ecosystem for us to live in and play in that, that revolves around local services and reviews. I think I said something a little bit like fiery this time. I think it's it you. It was, a bit, it was a bit lazy, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so part of my reading of this subject, they, they gamify Zaytit a little bit um, by giving you points. It's not totally clear what the benefit, you know, up to, you got to, I think it's up to 10,000 points and you get various benefits. The benefits aren't particularly that clear to me, but I, I think it's probably linked to your comment that your perception that they're probably going to link this to your local business profile or some something linked to that. I, I might be totally wrong here. I suppose, but you did say anybody that's got a Google uh, account can anticipate in this, in this 
So you've got any got any views about how the how affected the gamerization and any insights about how they might link that at all to Google business profiles? So they've already linked it to business profiles. I I did say it, but I'll say it again because I think it slipped by you. When you leave a review for a business and you are a local guide, your review comes up first. They have made it so that when you are operating in the in the local profile space, if you're a local guide, if somebody has 500 reviews, but none of them are, are ranked in the local guides category, you'll never read all 500 reviews. You might read five or 10. Google is telling us this local guide has had 50,000 reviews, 50 likes. People trust them as a reviewer, and because they trust them as a reviewer, we have put their review of this service at the top of all 500 other reviews. In other words, you gain positioning based upon your repute of using local services. And the more videos and the more things that you do, leaving a review for a business is a very tricky way to get in front of that business's traffic. So if you leave a great review for, let's say, Disneyland, a place that gets 30,000, 40,000 visitors a day, whatever it is, half a million per month, whatever the number is, I don't know, but whatever the real number is. But imagine if you left a review for Disneyland and that review was happened to be the number one review for Disneyland. It's theoretically possible that over the span of a year, you could get a million views on that review. Wow. So if, let's say, you're sitting here going, uh, part of your title of your local services profile is Robert Newman online marketer extraordinaire, right? Supremo. Yeah. Guess what? You now have a, like a little bit of an advertisement. Plus you get what's called a local services profile. So, so actually somebody can go review all your content and here's the tricky thing, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I love about this. You can leave a review for your own damn business. And you can keep leaving reviews for your own damn business so that we Oh, keep- I didn't know that. I thought you couldn't leave a review for your own business. Uh, you can. I th- Maybe I'm wrong. I thought you could. I don't know. I, don't know. I just- did for mine long ago, but but the rules may have changed, John. Well, they, I do. Did. <laughs> they do that on a very regular basis. Yeah. Now- well, we have to go to our break. So yeah. put, we're going to come back and we're going to keep our amazing dialogue going about this. I'm super excited that John brought it up. It is definitely something that I think is, is should be, could be leveraged for huge traffic and huge gains. We're going to talk more about that when we come back from break. If you are liking what you're hearing, give John and I some encouragement. encouragement. Email us. Um, John, what's a good email for you? Oh, it's Jonathan at mail-right.com. And I'm Robert at InboundREM, the word inbound rabbit, edwardmichael.com. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy to use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no question asked 30-day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Three, two, one. Welcome back to episode number 370. John and I are having this intense dialogue about local services, the new local services function. It's not new. It's years old. But Google has been really pushing, as they have with everything, with this local services. And John was in the middle of a comment when we went to break. So, John, why don't you finish your thought? Yeah, well, 
I've got another question, actually, I think. Um, as you, you, you're the SEO expert, so, but you, Robert totally knows this, but I'm just going to lay it out. There were some major differences between local SEO and regional and national. And one of the main differences when it came to local was there's still some vested dominance about utilising directories and what directories were trade lists. You had various directory websites that would list product services and there were online services that you could pay an annual fee, uh, Moss SEO, and I think they still have it, was one of the better valued ones. Um, and you filled in a form on the Moss um, SEO website or through their interface, and it would push to all these local directories. Do you think, um, and almost all SEO um, people that knew about SEO knew about this and blah, blah, blah. So do you think that Google's trying to build this up so it gets better quality signals about local businesses and services so it, it helps them with their search, or am I totally off there? You know, because I don't know. I don't even know if they're u- utilizing directory um, placement. Oh, got you. As, as a signal, or are they plan to utilize this to give them a better signal strength. They still use citations, yes. So they still use NAPS citations. These are all fancy names for exactly what what you're saying. Directories. Uh, Google has moved in the direction where they ignore all directories for the purposes of hyperlocal, except ones that are manually verified. That means there's a real human being looking at your business submission, checking real quick to see if you're an actual business. And most of the directories that do that are actually smaller directories. So the only change and the big weird thing that's happened in the hyperlocal in terms of technical signals related to directories is that it used to be that the big you know, big, big directories, super pages, white pages, Manta, those were great places to be. And there's still good places to be for traditional SEO, as you said, regional, but not hyperlocal. Hyperlocal is all about those hyperlocal little directories that you know nothing about. Little mm-hmm. mom and pop businesses that maintain like a list of businesses, but they, they manage the directory themselves. That's more valuable in Google's eyes these days. Because they know a human being looked at your submission. And when you verified it, that they're assuming that that other human being said, oh, you're a legitimate business in my area. We're going to add you to our directory. Well, I suppose what they're doing with this has the same taste, really, doesn't it? Yeah, it really, it it does. And I I think we're going to continue to see one of the things that we, I cannot emphasize enough is that all of the resources that Google used to throw towards Google+, they didn't just fire all those people. The most recent round of layoffs, if you look through the departments that Google is laying off, you'll discover, as I did when I read the footnotes, they're not laying off anybody in their Google Maps division. This division continues to be well-funded, have lots of extremely veteran software engineers involved in it, and they continue to make innovation after innovation after innovation inside Hyperlocal, they have correctly surmised that all the growth that they want in terms of how do you lock businesses into into a search engine? They figured it out. These Hyperlocal profiles, which by the way, 
people would say that Google Plus was a mistake. Google Plus wasn't a mistake. It was a learning experience. They learned that nobody really wanted to, to use Google as a social media company in the traditional sense. But they also learned that people associated Google with their business, and they were more than willing to put a business profile up on Google Plus and then start posting content ad nauseum. So Google said, huh, we need to combine all that activity into our primary platform. And thus, Google My Business was born. Now they continue to invest millions, billions of dollars every year into hyperlocal. It is the place that the most innovation is happening, that the most recognition is coming from Google. They are starting to get uh, socially involved. And if you doubt that, just go to YouTube and look up Guiding Stars 2022. They are honoring in a big way all the people that contribute heavily to Google. And by the way, I have some of the same ranking that some of the people are. That, that they are honoring, and they're honoring them from all over the world. Um, it is an incredible effort that they're making, not only to have us be contributing, but they're trying to create a community, John, which they're trying to do social a slightly different way. They're trying to say, this is a community ambassador. That's what they're angling at. And guess what? If you're a business owner, imagine how valuable it could be to you, John, to have a title like realtors are the number one people that should be pursuing this because what person is supposed to be representing a lifestyle more than a real estate agent? It's supposed to be real estate agents. So more than plumbers, more than roofers, more than landscape artists, more than every other profession, realtors are supposed to be lifestyle experts. So imagine you're a realtor and you, you go on and you leave a review and it says, ambassador. Uh, I tell you, I tell you one real estate. I, unfortunately, I forgot his name. It's our friend from Montana, the video guy that also had the massive Facebook groups. Right. I, I bet he's onto this like a fly on ice cream. Uh, um, if he ain't into this, we have to. I have to outreach and ask him to come back uh, because I'm sure he's on. But if um, if you're not doing this or looking at this, and hopefully we're giving you some ideas in this podcast, um, I make sure you, 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 I will make the link available where you can sign up to become an ambassador. But you would be really missing opportunity not a if you're not listening to this podcast and b not to do this because it's totally free and spending a little bit of time on it. Correct. And I'm going to give you some some tips. Let's say those people are out there. You've already got the profile. Maybe you left one review for somebody ever. All right. So here's some tips. Video is push. Uh, Google is once again pushing hard for you to do video inside oh, your right. reviews. It's possible. And they want it. They are starting to reward extra points, extra upload points, extra everything for video attached to your review. Use it. It's a way for you to catch up to more established reviewers like me pretty quickly because I never did video. As a matter of fact, I'm not even sure you could upload video when I started using the service. So it's something that people who are just getting used to using it now are going to be more comfortable with than me. I always just take a couple pictures and I, what my, my superpower is writing long, detailed reviews, um, which is the next thing you should do. You should really do the who, what, why, when, where of the place that you're at. Why are you there? When were you there? What did you eat, do, experience while you were there? 
How did you hear about the place to start with? Tell a compelling story in your review because part of what Google is looking at is how many views do you get? How long do people stay on your review? And the better that those numbers are, there is some way that they are likely to recognize your profile. By the way, John, I wouldn't be so sure that Google between your Google business profile and all the reviews you get there, I strongly believe that when somebody has verified their, their, who they are, like I'm Robert Newman, I proved it to you, Google. I think that Google's going to head in the direction of making sure you're a verified human, you're a verified business owner. We know it's you. Well, it's, uh, it's kind of linked to the avalanche, which we, not last week or the week before, around artificial intelligence because that that to counter it a bit they're going to be they're going to place more well this is only my interpretation i'd be interested to hear what you think about what i'm just going to say is that i feel they're going to really emphasize people that can prove that it's actually a human giving the review or writing the content or they're gonna if you can prove it's actual person a real person that google's going to give give it a lot more emphasis what do you reckon i reckon that um that they can already do that i think it's already done they can verify the metadata there's time stamps there's location stamps Mm -hmm. there's device stamps all off a cell phone since i use an android device it would just absolutely knock me on my ass if google wasn't a hundred percent sure that when I was uploading the review that it was Robert Newman because I got to do a fingerprint to get into my device and my device is a Google Google mm. device. I think that's how they're going to win the device war, long long term. And and keep in mind, Google is full of rocket scientists who do look at these problems from a very long term perception. When we win the business owners over, like in terms of this is now a marketing device, I can promote my business off it really efficiently and effectively, and I can do it for free then there's an argument to be made about why you might migrate off an Apple device onto a Google device. Well, um, I can see where you're coming, but they have some slight problems with the Justice (laughs) Justice Department right now, haven't they? Uh, I'm I'm sure that's going to go down a bundle, isn't it? That's going to go even more. Um, What I mean, listeners and viewers, if you're not aware, is that the Justice Department is just taking, has just declared that with a number of state um, justice departments, they're taking Google to court as a as a monopolistic entity that needs to be taught some manners. <laughs> um, that they are gunning for Google. Am I basically correct about that, Robert? Um, I haven't kept up to date with that. There's there's never a time that Google isn't in court with a country, state, city, or entity about some type of mo- monop- No, I'm not kidding. No, like monopolistic advice. Like, and and in many ways, Google is got a lock on certain pieces of search. And I think some of these lawsuits, in my own opinion, are warranted. But in some of these other ways that uh, when people take Google to court, they lose because they don't understand how Google works. And and in certain things like Google doesn't yet have a monopoly on hyperlocal. They don't. Okay. 
they they are moving in that direction. And well, they've, strug- they've struggled with it, haven't they? They've consistently changed things, put new heads in, head of departments. I think Melissa was head of it when before she, she became head of Yahoo. And yep. that, that finished a, a career to some extent. Um, but no, this this particular one is on a different level. I think everything you said is correct, Robert, but the Justice Department is, um, it was published yesterday and they really mean business. And they, their focus is on the paid advertising side of Google. Right. And they're saying that they've got a total strangle hold on paid advertising, and they're not happy with it, Robert. In digital spaces, and that may very well be true. There's also many, many things that since Google is reading like the web, like they have strangleholds on analytics programs, browser programs, the way that, and they stay away from making those things too apparent because the way that Google works is they track most things through Chromium, which is our browser. 80% of the people in the world use Chromium. And when you count Opera and other systems, Chromium operates in those browsers as well. So actually, we're probably talking like 92% of the world uses Chromium version browsers to crawl uh, the web. And I think, I don't know what you feel about this. I think this was linked to the actions of Apple around OS about blocking, which really has affected Facebook's advertising model. But I also feel that this is also an attempt to pay back Google because I, I, it's well, it's rumored, and I think it's true that Apple are going this year or actively going to publish their own advertising platform, um, and this is one of the reasons why they've increased the security on on OS um, because the data will will only be available if you advertise on the Apple platform. Um, I, I think that that's the overall plan. What do you think of what I've just said there? Well, I don't know that I don't, I haven't heard about Apple's plans to get into the advertising ecosphere. It would be shocking to me if they didn't eventually consider it. I know that I know for sure that I've read enough and, and followed Tim and some other people to understand that Google or the Apple is starting to see a sun like a sun like a more sun setting environment for the device business obviously they're the world's leader in this but there's all sorts of things that go into that there's there are supply chain issues which is tim cook's master skill is he's a supply chain maestro so he's managed to keep on top of basically the same device pool growing in user base and all this different stuff but there is a win there's only so much of certain types of things in this world some of which devices use in the meantime they've jumped into uh making equipment and like making tvs making laptops and i think that they're going to combine all that into a content-based ecosphere, and I would be shocked if they didn't get into the advertising side of it, ultimately. Yeah, I think but I haven't looked into it too much. Yeah, I think you're totally right about that. I think the on the device thing, the only thing that's heavily rumored to the extent that you can be pretty guaranteed that it's true is that the, the glasses, the Apple glasses linked to either a phone or a watch, the Apple Watch, which is um, virtual reality or um, augmented, 
Oh, oh yeah, I always get the thank you for that. I always get the two terms intermingled. Um, that seems to going to become this first, the first half of this year. It's strongly rumoured, um, and I have no idea if that's going to be a winner or not. I, I really can't tell you. But that, but I do agree with you. Apart from that, there does there doesn't seem that. It will be highly profitable, but it doesn't seem to be a, any a big extra revenue producer, does there? That's why they're looking at the ad um, model, isn't it? Yeah. But here's, for all those people listening to the show, here's my prediction. Um, listen, I really strongly believe that what John just mentioned I think Apple is the best positioned company to be to make a, an augmented reality yes. product yeah. happen. They have the brand recognition. They have enough people yeah. that would try it that maybe if Apple released something, it could get adoption. If it gets adoption and it's good, that means it's now going to become part of our common societal vernacular. The only, only Apple of all the companies that we talk about has the ability to just literally apply a sea change for everybody globally by doing something like that in the technology space. And I think that, that the time for augmented reality is here. I do not think that we're here there for virtual reality, maybe another five years. Yeah. I think augmented reality, yes, today, give us something that works. I think that, and, and like I said, I think it's Apple that's going to do it. So my prediction is a couple of years from now, augmented reality and glasses as a device, if it's like that's their big move to something that could really product wise, that can move like really advance them, draw new people into the brand. Like if they make a, a like a augmented reality product that works for the first time in my life, I might buy an Apple something or another. Never done it. Never wanted to. Oh, right. Yep. I'm a real Apple. Well, I'm quite cynical about Apple, but I, I you know, I do buy a lot of their stuff. But I, I, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a total fanboy. I'm very careful what I buy because obviously you are being taken to the cleaners to some extent. So I'm very careful. But no, I totally agree with you. If anybody is going to be able to do this, it, in my opinion, must be Apple because they've got this. You know that they compared to facebook they have they have a lot of people that got computer power in their pocket through their iphone or through their watch which they can piggy bank on to the glass device so um that's enormously beneficial for apple attempting to build something um so I totally agree. Well, I think it's time to wrap it up. I think we've had a, hopefully we've given people a bit of insight and um, I make sure the link, there's some links in the show notes, folks, go over to the mail-more website. So what do you reckon, Rob? I reckon that I've enjoyed the show so much. I'd love it if you download the link and, and get it over to me. I don't need you to do it every show, but this one I really want. I would like it. I'm going to publish this on my site. I think John... Get out of my head, man. I, I I have been thinking about doing a video like this on my own channel, but you actually beat me to the punch. So um, I'm uh, just, I'm thrilled. It's such a good topic. It's something that we're probably going to talk about many, many additional times. You heard it here first. Great show. John, if somebody wanted to reach out to you and uh, 
talk to you about uh, a website or just uh, pick your brain about where you think the future of real estate marketing is going, how would they do that? Yeah, thanks for that. But we got a special, a great special offer, um, which we're going to be pursuing for most of this year. We are looking for city, region, male right ambassadors, um, people that really want to move their real estate business on and that also are popular in their real estate community. And what do you get? You will get a beautiful MailRite website, which will be yours, and we will help you semi-customise it and we will host it free of charge for one year plus maintain it for one year free of charge and that will give you a fantastic resource get to know the product and hopefully you will become an embarrassed for us and talk about it and if you're not happy with it after a year we will migrate it somewhere else for you so you won't lose the website so if that's interesting go over to the mail hyphen right dot com website and book a, a, a demo discussion with either me and Adam and we'll see if we're a good fit. Back over to you, Robert. And if anybody would like to learn more about me, uh, about my vision for inbound marketing, about how I believe that you should be representing yourself in the information age, which is the age we're in right now, and everything we're talking about plays into it, then you should go to inboundrem.com. Click the about button or the services button. Those would be the first two places I would start. They'd learn the most about me about what we do as a company. We produce a lot of content for free. And we also have a service line, but it's mostly for veteran uh, agents looking to get off the cycle of systems they don't own. Yes, Robert, uh, Robert, I would say, is the leading expert in SEO when it comes to real estate. So if that's your bag, go over and talk to Robert. Thank you so much, Sean. I really appreciate it. Everybody else, good God, we appreciate you. It's 2023. Can you believe that? We're so excited everybody joins the show. Do us a favor. Leave us comments on, on either one of our channels. Uh, call John. Leave a well, comment. Well, just- I, think, I think we produce some of the most unique down-to-earth content in the real estate podcast area. I truly I, do I, believe that. I agree with you, too. And so I've had some... I forgot to mention this, but I've had some incredible feedback. Finally, some people have listened to this in this thing that I'm doing right now, which is why I'm so enthusiastic about it, John. I've actually had a couple people now call and thank us for the show that we're doing. And it's great. It's great. So, uh, yeah, thank you. I hope you enjoyed. I'm sh- Thanks for tuning in.